Live from the Midtown studios of KFNX, it's Grateful Heart Radio with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to our show, everyone, and thanks for listening. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We like to bring our listeners accurate information instead of headlines or sound bites designed simply to attract attention. We want to help you make your real estate and personal financial decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. We are very proud to be part of the Timely Balanced Truths Network, and we are live every week on Mondays here at 11 a.m. So if you have any questions today, please feel free to call in at 602-277-5369, toll-free 866-536-1100. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. And before I get started, I have to explain, these guests are in the trenches every day in our business each in their own respective area. We have Bernie Espinosa with Lawyer's Title. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much. Joe Smith with Epic Mortgage. Yes. 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 Let's go. Your trenches. (laughs) Let's go. Trenches, baby. And then Rob Sell of Sell Home Inspections. Good morning. And you're probably closer to the trenches than most of us. A funny story comes to mind that I remember... Rob and I have known each other for how many years now, Rob? Probably 12 or 13 at least. At least. And he is by far my favorite home inspector because, A, I trust his information. I love, you're all about educating. When people come through and do a home inspection with you, what I love is you don't just stand in the kitchen with a PowerPoint presentation. You actually walk people around the house and show them the things that they need to be worried about and the things that they maybe not need to be so worried about. And you don't scare people when it comes to buying the most expensive thing they're thinking about buying probably in their whole lives, right? Correct. So that said, one time, not what, maybe a year or two ago, I get a phone call from Rob. And Rob's telling me, what about the hole in the ground? (laughs) And when we talk about a hole in the ground, Rob, describe the house that you had inspected for me, please. Well, this is an older home in a less fortunate neighborhood. And there was a big steel plate in the backyard as I'm walking around looking at the outside of the house. So me being in my curious nature, I decide, well, let's see if I can pick this up. This well, big steel grate. And then we're talking Central Phoenix, right? Wasn't right. it, it was, downtown it, somewhere? I believe so. Yeah, it was somewhere in Central Phoenix. So I went to pick this up, and there wasn't any way it was going to happen. So my son, who works with me, I had him come over and help us. We have Jason in the corner over here, yeah, by the way. Not, not his real name, Jason in the yeah. corner. <laughs> So we both pick it up after we grunt and groan for a while, and lo and behold, we discover a bunker about 10 <laughs> feet deep with a ladder. So you don't see that every day. I saw, You sent me a picture, and I was like, what in the world? Because normally I don't get down to the inspection until Rob's already inspected it. And then he shows us the findings. He calls me midway through, and he's like, Rebecca, there's a hole in the ground. <laughs> Did you know there was a hole in the ground? I'm like, no. There's no way I would have ever been able to pick that up. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh pretty well hidden. Did so, you go in? No, oh, it gets good. He actually put it on Facebook at one point in time. You the video. Literally, you look down. How far deep was that hole? It was about 10 feet deep. There's a ladder. I was going to say is there a ladder? Like There's a ladder. A and I figured he probably told Jason to get down in the hole first. No, actually, I wanted to see what it was. <laughs> Luckily, you're a little kid in me. You're well, and you're also ex-military and I, I have a feeling um 
And also ex-police too, right? Correct. Yeah. So you're not too scared of going into holes in the ground, apparently. Right. So I decided to get down there to see what we had down there. Um, you get down there, there's, like I said, there's a ladder to get down there, and it was kind of a kind of a creepy feeling. But then there's a toilet, there's electrical, there is a there's water. Wow. Uh, there was a couple of chairs. I mean, people had literally been living was down it, there. Rob, was there spam down there? No <laughs> spam. No spam. No spam. Well, let me tell you, this property was actually being sold by one of our municipalities. It had been seized, and I'm right. assuming with something drug-related. So I don't know if they had people down there or what they had down there, but if you were down on that ladder trying to push this big steel plate up, there's no way anybody they, could crawl out of that hole. I heard they filmed hole. Silence of the Lambs in that one. Right? right? Yeah. It, it, gives you some, it get, does give you a couple of different ideas about maybe what they were doing in that place, and thank goodness it got seized, and the new person who was an investor, today's show is going to be about investors, Investors, uh, actually has fixed that place up real nice from what I hear, and he may be wanting to sell it soon. So I'm looking forward to it. He did have to fill in the hole, just so you guys know. Oh, boo. Extra yeah. square footage. No, no. no. The, the appraiser, the, we, no? Couldn't, we couldn't hide the hole from the uh. appraiser, and the lender really wasn't too fond with the hole in the oh, ground. those lenders. I know it. Those lenders, Joe. <laughs> Brokers are better. Uh, so back to Rob. Brokers are better. <laughs> Brokers are better. <laughs> gotta um, we got to get that in there. So going back to Rob, was this like the weirdest thing you've ever seen on a home inspection, or what What? What other things have you seen that are pretty weird? Well, that was the most unique thing I've ever seen. It was a bunker. Um, one of my favorites, Creative Electrical. Yeah, I see that on creative. your list here. So with Creative Electrical, sometimes you you find, especially in fourplexes, I know you guys were talking about investors. A lot of investors buy these fourplexes, and, and they want us to come in and do an inspection. So what the electrical, a lot of times in those, is one of the most... Uh, most important things you'll find where they've got extension cords going from the main panel. Extension cords from Ex- the main panel. Mm-hmm. Rob, you mean, I, what, you I mean have... that's not okay, Rob? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I have my my Cox cable split like seven different ways. Does that count? Uh, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a little more dangerous than that. But they'll have it run across the roof and down through a a hole in the or in through a window in the bathroom, wrapped around the shower cord, and going into another room. Wow. Um, <laughs> Supplying so power scary. to a heater. Yeah, these people shouldn't have an inspection. They should be buying lottery tickets for yeah. that kind of luck. Well, but see, this all goes back to being in the trenches. And so that's the theme of today's love show, you know, the Valentine's show this week. And talking about being in the trenches, you're seeing creative electrical. These are kind of odd things that you see on day-to-day right. in. What's a grow room? You- well, that would be a room where somebody decided to grow illegal Something. marijuana, I'm guessing. Okay, so you've actually found them in your inspections? Oh, yeah, several times. Stop. Do they show you a card to tell you it's okay they get to grow in there? Well, but usually they're gone. They're usually vacated homes. Oh, so what do you see? Like, when you come in, how do you know it's a grow room or was? Well, I mean, the first time I found one, it was a there was a skylight on the roof, but then when I got inside, there was no skylight. So I'm thinking, okay, oh. I get in the First. attic. They cut no out. Maybe, they cut out maybe a half a dozen trusses and built a little room up there. And they had uh, they had racks up there where they were hanging stuff. And okay, guys, I'm gonna, when we say that this is a motivational real estate and business show, <laughs> I'm not trying to motivate anybody not into doing. A business right. idea. Yeah, not this is not a, a good business, business idea. idea. Do not cut into the, your ceilings and grow marijuana, please. <laughs> um, not a good idea. But so you see that regularly, huh? A lot of occasions, yeah. I've only, you know, showing homes, I've been showing homes in the Valley here for like, I hate to say it, a quarter of a decade. We're just talking about how old I am. And yeah, quarter, yeah, quarter of a century. Thank you, Bernie, for correcting me. I appreciate that so much. Uh, that said, I think I've only come across marijuana in like two homes that I've shown. 
Like mm-hmm. there's a big bong in a closet once, and that's about as close as I've come to it. I'm just kind of surprised. I, and I, do you have to call the authorities when that happens? There wasn't actually any substance in no there. Contraband just, in no there. contraband in there. No, but you can just tell it used to be one. Yeah, you can just tell. I mean, it, it had a smell. I mean, you can just, you know, certain things yeah. you, certain things you recognize after you've been doing this you for a while. You wanted Cheetos after you got out of there? Uh, I, <laughs> I keep them in the truck. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to reality here. We don't see that every day. When we come back from break, because we're going to have to take a break here in a couple of minutes and pay some bills, run some commercials, I do want to talk about the important stuff when it comes to home inspections, Rob. And before we get into that, I have a feeling we can tie all of this together really nicely with Joe Smith over at Epic Mortgage and Bernie, because Joe sees realtors all the time, sees buyers all the time. He knows what they're asking for. And Bernie, you're the same. Yeah. And you know what? We only have a minute left. Do you want to give me, tell me, what does, what do title companies actually do? You have a minute to tell us. Oh, my God. A whole minute. A um, whole minute. <laughs> you might get to finish up. I always, I always uh, think of, imagine being in the wild, wild west when you were just running around the land and you put a stake in it and decided this is your piece of land. Imagine if you had somebody that actually protected that claim. So, so this is the Bernie definition of yes. what title companies do, right? <laughs> yeah, so it. we protect your right to a property. I like so it. So when you buy a piece of property, the title insurance is actually guaranteeing that you own that and no one else can put a stake in your land. I love that. That is like the best definition I've ever heard. And you did it in less than 30 seconds, Bernie. <laughs> so all of that, obviously you guys know that there's a lot of good content. If you guys come back and listen to us, you are currently listening to KFNX 1100 AM, Grateful Heart Radio, Motivational Arizona Real Estate and Business. Be back soon, guys. selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com I want to welcome you back. I am Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. We are here live every Monday, guys. Give us a call if you have any questions or even if you have an idea for the show. The number is 602-277-5369. Again, it's 602-277-5369. With me in the studio now is Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, Joe. (laughs) Bernie Espinosa of Lawyer's Title. Hello, hello, hello. And what's your name again? No, I'm just kidding. Rob <laughs> Sell of Sell Home Inspections. I know you didn't bring a name tag today. I'm just kidding. I've known Rob for many years. I know his name. Hey, all of that said, we were having a lot of fun on break talking about different things. And I think the biggest thing that we have noticed, and I have a ton of stats I pulled, and I don't want to bore you guys with the stats, but I, I typically like to go over them, is if case you guys haven't heard, We are in a hot market right now, Mm -hmm. like ridiculously hot. And the reason we are so ridiculously hot is Arizona has awesome weather, very little taxes in relative to other states in the country. We have great job growth. Over 200 people are moving here a day. And what that is causing is it's causing a shortage of inventory, guys. 
I know it, you keep hearing that. You may not know what that really means, but what that really means is if you're a buyer today, and Rob, you're inspecting homes for buyers 24-7. I bet you guys are probably really busy right now yourselves. Very much so, yes. And so what are you seeing right now going on in the in the marketplace? Both Joe and Bernie, I'd love to have you guys interject. Um, super hot market, to your point. I think that when um, you have a lot of entities that are marketing to bring people to Arizona outside of the real estate industry, I mean, I think um, in 2018 it was over 60,000 people just from California moved here. So you have this big influx. So it's driving demand super, super hard. But if you live here and you have killer equity on any of your property, the question is about how much money I'm going to make. The question is where am I going to go? Well, and it's hard <laughs> to replace the home that you've got today. Yes. You know, the interest, you don't get the same. You don't get the same. Now, interest rates have gotten really stinking low. What are they? What, what are we talking when we say really stinking low, Joe? Very low, like like. Historic lows. We're approaching. It's spit out a number, Joe. No, every year. <laughs> quote every, it. Quote it. Do, yeah, it. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Every every month we come in and we go. Oh, the interest rates are great. They're still great. And but we're we're, we're solidly the, in the threes, aren't we? You should be somewhere in the threes. Yeah, and that's so that plays into the price appreciation. This time last year, our home average price was three twenty six. Oh boy. Today it's three sixty five. Mm. In just one year, the average home has appreciated over forty thousand or almost forty thousand dollars. So when you look at what that does to a payment, that definitely has driven our rental market to go even hotter than our purchase market. So here's the story: you have to live somewhere. So right. all these two hundred people a day who are moving to Maricopa County have to live somewhere. You'll see in your neighborhoods that they're building apartment complexes. As fast as they possibly can. And it's not fast enough from what I've heard. Not fast enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Builders are building houses as fast as they can. And Rebecca? Yes. Not fast enough. Not fast enough. Well, we're running out of land. To Bernie's point earlier, you know, land is probably one of the hardest things. It's the hardest, for sure. For us to find. And then, you know, Rob was saying earlier, too, where are you finding fourplexes that you've been inspecting lately? Eloy, Casa Grande, (laughs) uh, Maricopa, places that are... Not off the normal. grid a little yeah, bit. Off the grid, definitely. And that's where you have to go to find affordable housing. So that's where a lot of the affordable housing is going. This past week, I went on a listing appointment. It was in Mesa. Yes, I did eat Los Dos Molinos right afterwards because it was so close. I had to. Um, I'm sorry. I digress. I love my mouth place. is already watering. As soon as <laughs> plug, I say, plug, as plug soon alert, as I say spicy food, my mouth <laughs> waters. My belly hurts. And uh, yeah. Anyways, so I digress. Sorry about that, guys. I'm on university and probably extension area. Little townhome complex, went on a listing appointment. This gal had been renting this place for like eight years. And the owner, one of them passed away, and the son had asked me to go check it out. The owner never raised rent. So eight years ago, the rent was wow. 700 bucks for a two-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath townhome. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, we got home and looked that place up. We're going to probably put it on market here in the next month or so. And it's going to be affordable. It'll probably be in the low 200 range. The rents going today are fourteen hundred, and this is for a little two bedroom, two two and a half bath townhome, old like it's an older part of town. It's crazy. And this lady had been paying seven hundred dollars, like literally. Yeah, good for her. I I don't know how easy it's going to be to get her to move out when she sees what the current rents are. But that said, I'm talking myself out of a job because half the time I talk to clients, to your point, Bernie, is instead of selling that house, look at keeping it as a rental. Yeah. Rebecca, I want to geek out real quick on some numbers. You ready? Yes, let's do it. I want to see you geek out. Because this is what I do. I do numbers. So if you're looking to build wealth, like we're all trying to build wealth. At some point, you're trying to save your money. You're trying to 
expand your portfolio, so to say. Let's say you had $65,000 to invest, right? $65,000. You got sixty-five grand in your 401k, or where do you have it? Mattress? You got it. You've, you've managed to save it up. You inherited it somehow. You've got $65,000 okay. liquid. That's liquid you, cash. Liquid cash. Just not, won the lottery. Not in your safe. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Okay. But <laughs> if you if you took that 65000 and let's say you had a 9% return, which would be very aggressive in the market. That would be a that great, great that, return. That mm-hmm. would be a great return. That would net you 58.50 per year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, if you took that same 65,000, you could purchase an purchase an investment property mm-hmm. for 300,000 with 20% down and we even got $5,000 for closing costs. And if that property appreciated 3%, it's $9,000 per year. Okay, so time out. You said you're going to geek out, so I want to make sure this isn't above everybody's heads. You're comparing if you just put had sixty five grand Same like in a open uh, like a, some sort of mar- money market account. Sure, if you put it in some stocks, stocks, whatever, nine percent. But if you look at putting it into real estate. What you're saying, and I have the stats right here a to prove it. A modest return of 3%. Right. Which our returns right now are much higher than 3%. I, I, don't, want, I don't want to say too much, but if we just said 3%, mm-hmm. that's 9000 versus 5850 yeah. in real estate. And that's without any kind of cash flow opportunity. That's just straight year after year improvement should the market go up modestly. Okay, so I'm going to sit here and say something really good about the city of Chandler. I live in Chandler, love Chandler. It's number two on my list for the Cromford Index. A Cromford Index is basically all of us that are that are geeks in our industry subscribe to the Cromford Report, and they have, and when it's a balanced market, you're at 90 to 100% for this index. The city of Chandler is currently at 348%. Because of the demand for the city of Chandler, it has appreciated 18%. So a little better than that 3%. <laughs> so just a little bit. Well, so, I mean, and also, Joe, like to your point, like, so you're talking about 65000 liquid. What about those folks that have a lot of equity in their properties, but to what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, don't have anywhere to go or they can't get the same value for what they could turn that money into? Do you see people taking money out of their existing um, I do, I do. I and see then a, they can build wealth. And you're talking about doing that. a HELOC, aren't I, you? I, so I see people ask me how all the time. How or can I? How can I unlock my equity? That's yeah. kind of a big question. So we'll do a lot of cash out refinances because again the rates are so low. So we'll be able to take out some money, and a lot of times these people are able to get really close to the same payment they had, yeah. and still pull out sixty five thousand to buy the next property, to buy the next investment property, to buy the next one, and perhaps even stay in that same house or make that same house a rental property and take the cash out to buy another one that they want to live in. A lot of people like to move up, and they say, mm-hmm. "Okay, I want to move up, but what if I kept my other house? How can I get in?" Well, you can get into your house for as little as five percent down. There's options out there. They're pretty aggressive. You have to you have to qualify and all those kinds of disclaimers. But there are options and they're allowable. And the way the rents are going, you can you can most likely do both. Okay, so when we come back from break, because can you believe we already have to go on another break here in a what? minute? I, I know by. we're going to talk. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about 
What are the best rental style properties? Because I'm sure mm. we all see this. Being in the trenches, I'm sure Rob <clears throat> has seen some really interesting rental properties. I, I cannot wait to hear a story. I'm going to put you on the hook to think of one right now. And Bernie, since you work with so many realtors, I, I definitely want to come back and share what are the best things you're seeing happening okay. in the market when it comes yeah. to buying those rental properties. But before we go, expanding your existing portfolio. That's on my notes from Joe Smith. Are you paying attention, Joe Smith? Always. <laughs> 20% down versus 25% down. Where can I get money to buy? Is it really just like what Bernie was saying, unlocking your equity? It's a lot of that. There's other options, too. We could talk about getting into your 401K. There's there's different methods. Well, I'd love to talk about one of these days. Uh, I, mean, I need to bring on somebody who talks about self-directed IRS. Oh, yeah. I was just say I have a self-directed IRS. So when we're kind of going down this road, I'm like, yeah, so it. Bernie, I want you to talk about that because I need to put my IRAs into a self-directed IRA. And actually, our buddy Steve Valentine that we both are yeah. friends with yep. just gave me the name of a guy, and I need to get him on the show to talk about that. He'd be great. Would he be great? He would be awesome. Okay, you I know think, who I'm talking about? I think about? I know who you're talking about. All right, we I'll got, have to go through my guy. notes. I got we a guy. guy. We got a guy. We got so a guy. we're going to talk about where to find the money to buy these rental properties. And then Rob's going to tell us what we need to do to watch out to make sure we don't get burned on some of these properties. I mean, Rob, seriously, have you ever told anybody to walk away from a property? Not directly. <laughs> but indirectly. Yeah. Well, hey, we want it, we want you guys to come back and join us to hear the rest of that indirect story. This is Grateful Heart Radio. Thinking about buying or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. Have you? We want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX 1100 AM. We are here live every Monday, guys. Call in with any questions or if you have any ideas for the show. And just as a reminder, we do podcast our show as well as Facebook Live. So our handle is gratefulheart.tv. Check us out because right now Joe Smith is not picking his nose on the air. <laughs> Wearing a nice gray sweatshirt. <laughs> but I do have these really cute little heart things because it's love week, you know, like the love boat. And today we're hoping that we can show you guys our love and educate you guys on investment and building wealth. And that's mm -hmm. the topic of the hour. And Bernie's been quite quite full of information. I really have enjoyed having her energy <laughs> here this morning. Yes. And then Joe's been geeking out. And I'm waiting for Rob to tell us what to watch out for when you go to inspect a property, especially <clears throat> if you're thinking about making it a home that you're going to make as a rental. What are some words of wisdom from our home inspector? What are some things that you're seeing out there in the trenches? Well, first of all, a home inspection on a fourplex or a, a multifamily unit is definitely important because um, the people that live there, they just they don't take care of them as well. Right. And a lot of times the landlords are not taking care or not maintaining the properties as well. So you find a lot of uh, things that are, like I said, one of my favorite terms is creative electrical. I mean, you look at these places where they have so many different uh, 
electrical issues going on. You wonder, like, how do they, how, how does this place keep from burning down? Smoke alarms, Rob. Smoke alarms. Smoke well, alarms. if they're in there, no, but. Most right. of them don't have them, though. That's yeah. The thing. It, well, and I wonder how often are they changing those air filters? Well, Ever? usually never. <laughs> <laughs> so you're finding the ACs are probably worked really hard in bad shape. Right. The filters are full of gunk. And I noticed on your sheet, you had a lot of information about a change in the refrigerant. And that sounds like something that we need to talk about. Whether you're buying an investment property, it's your own current property. Let's talk ACs. What are you, what are your words of wisdom there? Well, AC units, as, as of January the 1st of this year, they changed, they're changing over from the R22 refrigerant to the 410A, which is basically just a, the 410A runs at a little bit higher pressure and it's a lot more efficient. Now, it's not that you're not going to be able to get the R22, but it's just harmful to the environment, and so they've decided that they're not going to manufacture it after the 1st of January. So that sounds expensive. Does that basically mean that when we run out of refrigerant, we're all going to have to get new air conditioners? I did a little research on it, and so this is always, this is just tentative, but they think it's going to last till about 2029. So we have nine years. Give or take, yeah. And it just depends. And I called some of the home warranty companies and asked them if they were still going to honor the R22. And they said yes. Um, but they will still honor it as long as it's there. If they have to replace the unit, then they will replace the unit. With the new stuff. With the new stuff, yeah. So words of wisdom, if you don't have a home warranty on your home, you might want to get one. Yeah. Absolutely, especially if you're going to buy a multifamily unit <laughs> or even just, just a standard home. Because your air conditioner is your primary thing that you need in Arizona. I mean, without an air conditioner here, this would not be a fun place to live. Oh, gosh. Can no, you imagine? No. And, and, you know, I will say real quick, we're almost to air conditioning tune-up season. Correct. That is critical. You know, we live in Arizona in the summertime. It's on 24-7. You wouldn't drive to California on a long drive with the family and not get a tune-up before you go. You need to tune up your ACs. Absolutely. And how often do you actually see homes having their ACs tuned up when you go to inspect them, Rob? It's hit and miss. It depends. You got people that are more on top of it and other people that aren't. Sometimes people don't tune them up ever. That's kind of scary. It is. A little scary there. And usually that's a, that's a good reason to, to do the home inspection because you're going to find out that they haven't checked them and that they're going to have low refrigerant. And usually low refrigerant doesn't mean that it's, uh, low on refrigerant means it's got a leak. If it's got a leak. Right. So are, do you guys see very much of that in your neck of the woods, in your trenches? You probably don't have to deal with air conditionings too often, do you? You know, the, the simple question on the lending side is we just ask, we don't ask a whole lot of questions. Mm-hmm. We just say, are you through the inspection period? The inspection period. Have you, have you hashed all that out? That's what we really want to know. Well, and the one thing we talked about while well, I think we weren't on the break or we were on break was how you, what you do see when it comes to home inspections, Joe, is renegotiations. Correct. So generally speaking, the appraisal and the home inspection period is when you have an option. If you're a buyer, you have a chance to renegotiate. So Mm -hmm. for instance, you speak with Rob. Rob tells you, you know what? You got these 15 things that are incorrect on the house. And you have the old refrigerant in that AC unit. Yes. And you know, you (laughs) know, there's going to be a challenge here, right? So it becomes an option for you to come back to the seller and say, look, I'll either, you either need to fix these 15 items or maybe I'm going to ask you for some money for closing costs or I could ask to reduce the sales price. And that's something a, a great realtor like Rebecca Rains will take care of for oh, you. Oh, nice plug there, <laughs> yes. Joe Smith Smooth. with Epic yes. Mortgage. <laughs> right? Nailed it. It's nailed it. So Bernie, do you see a lot of deals falling out of escrow? Cause that's where yes. you get to see. Yeah. Um, you know, you can. 
pretty much cancel a transaction for just about anything. So you kind of see all ends of the spectrum from truly being an issue. And then sometimes people have just changed their minds. Yeah. That's but, called buyer's remorse, but you can't <laughs> use that as an excuse. Ex- exactly, exactly. But I think um, one of the things that we see often or I hear often just from people who don't work in the industry is trying to understand the difference between inspection and appraisal. I think that we work in this business, and so we're so used to the way a transaction works, you know, whether you're the realtor, the lender, right. the inspector. But Absolutely. I think a lot of people don't really truly understand, well, I just had an inspection. Why do I need appraisal? Or I have an appraisal. Why do I need an inspection? And even though, like I said, it sounds very obvious to us. For a lot of people, they don't, they don't understand what that so means. I get asked that question a lot. Like, well, we just, had the, we just had the appraisal. So, you know, then you have to explain to them the difference between yeah. a home inspection and an appraisal. Well, and a lot of times I think the appraisers are required, depending if it's a government loan, to do a little bit of an inspection. So that might be where right. some of the confusion lies, you know, if on an FHA or VA, if yes. it's got exposed wires or water, like I think, isn't it like it's, water issues? It's generally issues? health and safety hazards. Yeah, broken right? glass There's, or yeah. something, yeah. things like that. So, but I, I want to get back to Bernie with the excuses of why people cancel because that's oh, kind of inter- interesting yeah, I to me. I saw that too. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you, we, you see a lot, a lot. I My mean, dog doesn't like it. Is it something yeah. like that? <laughs> Even just some of the requests that people could make for uh, repairs, if somebody, if that seller doesn't want to make any of those repairs, I mean, that buyer can just decide on don't want this property anymore. I think what's um, probably not the smartest thing is that you don't trip over, you know, nickels to save dimes or dimes to save nickels, right? Right. Because right. the inventory is so tight, I think some of these buyers don't realize that they're buying resale. <laughs> it's not going to be a perfect, perfect, perfect property. Even brand new, it's not perfect. Even brand new, it's not. So I think that, you know, word to the wise is that when you're looking at these teeny tiny little issues because you're not getting everything you want on that counter, you have to really think about what you're going to walk into next. Well, and that is an awesome point because the way I explain it to my clients is there's actually three stages of negotiations. There there's the initial contract, and then we call Rob over here and have him go inspect the house for us, and he finds what he finds, and we if we have 10 days to submit what we call a repair for inspections request. But right now, if the market's so hot, a lot of sellers don't want to do squats. They don't want to do anything. So what I tell yeah. my sellers is, look, if they're being reasonable, just button it up and just agree right. to make those few repairs. But if somebody's coming out because they paid what they feel is above market, I've been seeing these ridiculous lists that are like three pages long. And if the seller says no to one item, then the buyer has an out. Yeah. Right? And so maybe, and sometimes I wonder if maybe that's why they're doing it so they have an out. But then usually my lender knows not to call and order the appraisal until we've gotten through that inspection period because I don't want to lose the money for the buyer on an appraisal. And then when they order the appraisal, if it falls short at all because we are happening in such an escalating marketplace, yep. That's another round of negotiations. Yep. We see more deals fall out over inspection than they do appraisal. So when, when the the value of the property, they'll usually figure out how to come to terms right. with that. But if there's something in the home inspection, if they say it needs a new roof and the seller doesn't want to chip in for a new roof, then the deal is kind of done at that point and you have to start again. You know what's really ironic is a couple of years ago, and I'm sure Bernie, you know this, our contracts went to as is. Mm-hmm. Right? And so no longer did somebody have to, there was a, there used to be a laundry list unless you had, like during the downturn, we actually had as is addendums. And now it's just in the boilerplate. I right. swear, I think people ask for more stuff now than ever, but I think it's a sign of the time, guys. Yeah. One of the stats that I pulled out this morning, and I'm Joe now, I'm going to geek out a Your little turn. bit. My turn to geek out a little bit. It has been, remember how I said something about the Cromford Index earlier? Mm -hmm. It has been since November of 2015, since we were in a 
even supply and demand Cromford index of about 100%. Okay? So to put that in your perspective, we have 10 cities that I'm going to mention, all of which are over 200 or 300% in the Cromford index. And these are places people are paying Yes. Obscene amounts of money. So that, that, that means heavily skewed in yes. the seller direction, correct? Yes. yes. Number well, one city is Avondale. They've hit the 400 mark. Yeah. The only city has hit the 400 mark for the amount of, I guess this would be demand for that city. Number two, I mentioned Chandler, Gilbert, Glendale, Mesa, Phoenix, Queen Creek, Surprise, Peoria, and Cave Creek. Those are our top 10 cities. All of them with the market index of over 200, if not 300, and like I said, Avondale at 400. So if you go buy a property in any of these cities, you're looking to pay top dollar. Yep. And when you pay top dollar, then here comes Rob finding all kinds of stuff wrong with the house you just got under contract for. you got to be careful and just make sure you navigate it properly with the right advice because, as you said, Bernie... Don't trip over nickels to save dollars. Dimes? No dimes. I don't. I, I put your every side. Don't <laughs> trip over dollars to, to save, save nickels. nickels. There yes. we go. Yeah. Well, and also like with all these these rising demands so fast, we're you know I would say half and half of what we see falling out of escrow is inspection and appraisal. And there's Correct. such an influx of money coming into Arizona from out of state. A lot of people are making up for those appraisals with cash. And so you see this, you know, market that has all these different nuances to it that's driving up prices, setting new standards for comps. And at the same time, it's not uncommon that they're not meeting appraisal. <laughs> well, and well, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. I, I'll say, that's where it's important, you know, when you do your inspection walkthrough to explain things to people in, in a manner that they understand that you're educating them on the things that they need to repair that are really super important right. and the things that really aren't that important. I mean – Let's just say that deferred you got, maintenance well, stuff. Deferred maintenance. You got holes in doors. You got cosmetic issues. A couple know. cracked roof tiles. You know the yeah, every roof has a cracked roof right. tile. You know, if not, we get accused of breaking them. So <laughs> that's that does happen. <laughs> True story. So before we go on our last break, I have to throw out there. I hope that we're not scaring anybody because now it really is the time to buy. It and the and the reason why I say this, this is a quote from Cromford that I pulled this morning. What we've learned over the last 20 years that is that active listings do not manage to increase during January, then the chance of them increasing during any of the months in the first half of the year is minimal. Now is the largest selections of homes we are going to have on the market in the next five months. So if I've got a buyer who keeps telling me they want to wait till the summertime, they're going to be paying more for less house. Like, that is no joke. I'm not trying to scare anybody. So if you've been thinking about doing some wealth building I would say right now is the time to to take action, wouldn't you, Joe? I, you know, I can judge by uh, the people that I have calling me to buy properties. So I have very seasoned investors who are buying properties right now. I have outstanding realtors who do this professionally, who are buying houses right now. Uh, I'm not super smart, so I'll look at everybody else who is super smart, <laughs> see what they're doing, and decide that, yeah, yeah if all, they're all doing it, then maybe it's a good idea. Well, I think it's definitely a great idea, and we're going to wrap up this this session after break. Come back and join us for our final thoughts, guys.
want to welcome you back, you guys. This is the last segment of our show. My name is Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX 1100 AM. Hey, and just a reminder, if you guys go to Facebook Live, you would not miss all the great content that happens when we're on commercial break. I'm just saying Facebook Live (laughs) has the goods. Um, Speaking of which, I got geeky during our last break, and I was sharing with my colleagues here You know, last weekend, we had four listings go live here in the Valley. Four of them, they're all around 300, 200 price point. All of them had multiple offers. All of them had bidding wars. All of them are currently going through their inspection process and having inspectors check them out. And the next step is going to the appraisal process. But that said, I have a couple listings that are priced on a little bit on the higher side. We have one in the mid 600s, one at 900, one at over a million and we aren't seeing the showing. So I, I decided to dig in this morning a little bit. And I think this proves the point for the entire conversation we've had today. The homes that are priced between three hundred dollars and $350,000, in the last month, we sold 776 of them here in the Valley. We currently have 700 pending to close. We only have 1.8 month supply. What that means is with the homes active on the market, in a month we're going to run out of houses right? Between the 300 to 350 mark. The contract ratio is so high, it's at 130%. That means every house that's on the market is getting at least one offer, if not multiple offers, right? So you compare that to homes that are maybe more of a move-up demographic, and this is the law of supply and demand. They We've only sold 111 homes to the 776 homes for pri- homes priced at 800 to a million price point. Instead of 1.8 month supply, we have actually 5.6 month supply. We, instead of have 130% contract ratio, we have 41% contract ratio. So that means only two out of five houses are getting an offer on it in that higher price point. So what I'm hearing there is you have, you have to be super aggressive in your offers in the yes. lower price point, but you may have a little bit of room or you may have a little bit of wiggle in the higher stuff. Well, what I'm saying is instead of selling that home you're living in today and moving up, keep the home that you have today, make it a rental property, have it pay itself off one of these days and take advantage of the fact that it's not so bad out there if you're a move up buyer. There's five months of supply out there. There's only two out of five homes are getting contracts on them. That means you have a lot of choice as a buyer if you're in the higher price point, which we are not seeing in what we call FHA range. Anything under 350 is just insane, and people are paying way more than they ever have to be in those homes. So my point is, is if you've been dreaming about that dream house, you know, the house on the lake, the house at the guest casita, you want to move up, maybe your family's growing, or maybe you got rid of the kids and you just want something nicer, you've got a lot of choice out there right now. Rob laughed at that one. Are you trying to get rid of your kids right now, Rob? His is in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You can actually see his kid. Dare to dream, dare to dream. I think that's such a good, good talk track because in those different price ranges, there's a whole different niche type of buyer, type of seller. You know, it's interesting, too, to look at those price ranges and see what the percentage is of ask Mm -hmm. that they actually went to contract for and to really understand what's happening. I mean, in some of those upper price points, you're going to see a lot more of the out-of-town, out-of-state. Oh, yes. Vacation homes because they can afford it. People come in from the Midwest. We have a great community over in Superstition Mountain that I think is like the world's best kept secret with the golf club out there. It's gorgeous. And those price points are all the same price point. And a lot of those people are paying cash. Sorry, Joe, over at Epic Mortgage. Rats. (laughs) How do you feel about all the cash that happens around here? There's always cash, but... 
There's at our, in our business, we sell money, and everybody always needs money. Who doesn't need Who money? Who doesn't need money? And if I can lend you money somewhere in the 3% range, and you can do something that's going to make you more money with that money. Like 9% range? Right. Like 9% range or, or even greater, right, in an investment property, then it just makes financial sense to borrow money at that percent. Hey, and speaking that's of which, great, isn't great that a great point. point? It's a huge point. We never did answer the question of what makes a good rental. Now, Steve Valentine's a buddy of both of ours, and he's been on the show before. Plug. Nice. I'm going to plug him because, <laughs> and I'm going to see what Rob thinks about these kind of homes. His favorite rental is a home that has no homeowners association, shingle roof, and one AC unit, typically single level with mm-hmm. at least three or four bedrooms. Yep. Because those rent the best, and they're the easiest to maintain with the least amount of cost out of pocket to take to take care of that place. When you see those homes on the market, Rob, what are some of the concerns you're seeing? Usually with those, um, just depending on the condition they're in, I mean, they're usually fair, fair to moderate condition. Well, I know you always – I'm thinking of older neighborhoods, and you're bringing up the pipes. We have to have them scoped and, you know, all kinds of headaches. And maybe that we got some popcorn sealing going on in those places. Right. Anything built before about 1974 usually will have the uh, old cast iron drains, which is definitely a concern, a big concern, because – if you have a house built before 74, you want to have the drains scoped to make sure that those drains are clear and free and other, because the cost of replacing those drains would be somewhere between 15 and 25,000. Joe looks like he's got something to say. I got something. So, so <laughs> here's something that we see all the time. I'm very excited for this. So <laughs> you, you could see it on TV, but I'm very fired up for this conversation. Listen to this. So <clears throat> if people are very emotional about the property that they live in, Right. So when you're going to move out of that property and you're thinking you're going to make it a rental, you got to understand that it's now a rental mm-hmm. and you do not have take to take the emotion out of you, it. You yep. take the emotion out. You do not need to put granite countertops, upgrade your granite countertops on your departing house because it's a rental. You just took the words right out of my mouth is that a lot of times I think people want to go into the rental market and they try to spruce it up because it is an older home to make it look like something they would want to live you in. You don't need $20,000 worth of flooring. It, exactly. Yeah, you see that. See, I told you that was good. That, that was, was good. super good. It was so good. Yeah, but I, I will. Be, I, I am going to give you the contrary to, because of our friend Steve. You know what he did tell us and educate a lot of us on the show is the nicer you make it, the more you can charge for rent. True. And the longer they're going to want to stay in that Very rental true. property. So that said, I have to. I can't believe the time is already up. What a great show, you guys! I want to thank Chet, our technical engineer, for running the board. I want to thank Ariel and Ashley for helping us get the show recorded on Facebook Live. And I also want to thank each of our outstanding contributors, starting with Rob Sell with Sell Home Inspections. Rob, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Rob Sell, Sell Home Inspections. My number is 602-908-7355. Okay. And Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage? Epic Mortgage. You can find us at www.myepicloan.com or give me a call, 602-741-4121. And Bernie, how do people get a hold of Lawyer's Title if they want to use you guys for title? Um, well, we have nine offices throughout the Valley. You can call me directly, 602-448-9907. Awesome. Hey, you guys have been listening to Grateful Heart Radio on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains. Next week, we have a wonderful guest by the name of Corey Roberts talking about detoxing. I know that sounds fascinating. It will be, I promise. So if you ever have a question, check us out at gratefulheart.tv. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. We will meet you this time next week. Same place, same time. Thank you. She is free.